Welcome. You're about to listen to a teaching of the Foursquare Gospel Church, VGC District. At Foursquare, we believe in the transformation of communities through the multiplication of disciples, leaders, churches, and movements. May your hearts be blessed and transformed as you listen. Amen. 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 May his kingdom come to all nations in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. We give you all praise and adoration for 20 years. You have established us in this arm of the body of Christ. Speak through me and let it flow out of my spirit, rivers of living water. And blessed Holy Spirit, whatever Jesus Christ asked for us this morning, take it from him and deliver us to us in Jesus' name. And let his saints say, Amen. I want to thank uh, our senior pastor and the church leadership for this uh, privilege to share the word today. And I want to title my message, Just one lost sheep. Just one lost sheep. I will read our nutshell scripture for our theme of the month of October. Be fruitful. And in the broader context of the mission month of Foursquare, fulfilling our God-given mandate. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 4 and 10, it says, When Jesus have stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And verse 10 says, Do not be afraid from now on. You will catch men. Look at the person next to you. Say, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch your neighbors. Clap for Jesus, somebody. <laughs> to be fruitful simply means allowing God to do good works through you. And the greatest of the works is to make you fishers of men. Of every work you can do on earth here, by the help of the Holy Spirit, the greatest of all and the most profitable of all is to make you fishers of men, winning souls. As I travel across nations, villages, cities, on mission journeys all over the world, engaging in soul-winning tasks, interacting with great numbers of Christian believers, church leaders, I have noticed with great concern the remarkable declining enthusiasm 
and worrisome neglects concerning Christians' engagement in evangelism and soul-winning efforts. Evangelism is now a matter of, in those days, when I begin to interact with most Christians and most church leaders, they say, ah, evangelists, like what you are doing. But in those days, when we were in XU, in those days, when we were in the campus, in those days, I used to carry a speaker's microphone. I go from place to place. In those days, may that not be your testimony in today in Jesus' name. It's a decline. I bother, it bothered me so much that many years ago, I took my concern in prayers to the Lord to ask for the root cause. Why this lethargy? Why this non-responsiveness among Christians? And why this nonchalant attitude to Christians? Why do Christians flagrantly Disobey Christ's commandment, asking us not to go, asking us to go and fish for unsaved lost people on earth. People fear, do not fornicate. People fear, do not murder. People fear, do not lies. But they don't fear. Disobeying, go and win souls to Christ. Why is evangelism and soul winning become non-essential in the lives of Christians? Why is it not the number one foot walk in the church of Christ, even as Jesus wanted to be? I discovered it was not because of lack of resources or capacity, just as brother Sam Putu mentioned to us last week. Nor is it because of lack of grace. Since God's grace is already, everybody say already, available and sufficient for every good works that he wants to do through us. God's grace is available and sufficient. If we make commitments to obey his commandments, we have mouth, we can speak. That's his grace. You have mouth, you can speak. And because Jesus has made you and me his spokesperson in the world. We have legs, we can walk. So therefore, the commandment to go should not be difficult for us. We move in places. When you go to somewhere like a Gobi hospital, you understand how much grace that you have. When you see people lying there, they cannot walk, they cannot move, and many cannot speak. But you have mouth. You don't have money, but you have mouth. Say, I have mouth. And I can speak. And I'm a spokesperson for Jesus Christ. Clap for Jesus wherever you are. 
We have money. Millions of Christians are millionaires. Thousands of Christians are billionaires. Is there any word like Tazonians? We have millions of Tazonians. So we have money. We have time. More than enough to share Christ. You had statistics from Lagunju. Three and a half hours for soft in social media. You don't have time. We have enough time. Our problem, therefore, is not resources, it's not grace, but it's a heart problem. Everybody say heart problem. Our problem is a heart problem. I discovered that these three major factors are the primary reason why we do not win souls for Christ. First, is lack of the mind of God for humanity. We don't have the same mind that God has for our neighbor. We don't have the same mind that God has for humanity. We don't have. And the mind of the whole Godhead, the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit for all human beings is love. Everybody say love. It's love. We can say See clearly the mind of God, the Father, for all mankind in John chapter 3, verse 16. And he said, For God so loved the world, not the world of animals, goats, or sheep, but the world of humanity, that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whosoever amongst the current 8 billion people on earth, that believes in him should not perish but receive everlasting life and salvation. The reason why we don't appreciate what Christ did for us is because we don't have an understanding what Christ is to his father. If you understand how much Christ means to the father, and why he gave it to you, you will appreciate salvation. And you will love your neighbor. The entire eternal plan of God is centered on his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the centrality of every will and purpose of God in eternity. And Jesus said, the father so loved his son, he so loved him that he gave me all that belongs to him. That shows you how much God loves his son and how much love he has emptied himself to give his son to you. See, I hear. You appreciate that? You will know what this scripture means. That for God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. He gave it to you. He gave it to me. He gave it to the current almost 8 billion people on earth today. That they should be saved. You do have that mind? We don't have that mind. God's mind always and ever for mankind is love. He does not want them to perish in hell fire. 
because he loves them. When you have this mindset, you don't need anybody to get you going to fish for men for Jesus. Amen, somebody. In Luke 9.10, tells us the mind of Jesus Christ. It says, for this reason, everybody say, for this reason, the Son of Man came from heaven to this earth to seek and save the lost. Christ didn't come here for you to become a millionaire, like what they preach. He didn't come here to go and make money. He didn't come down for you to have visa to America. He didn't come down for you to have promotion. For this reason, he came down. He devolved himself of all his glory, of all his majesty, before this world was founded, and came down here as a Jewish man to be hung on the cross. Do you appreciate that? That is the mind of Jesus Christ. He chose to die a painful and torturous death for his love for all human beings born into this world. He suffered. He was tempted. He was insulted. He was tortured. And he was hung among two criminals. All for the sake of the love that he has for you and your neighbor, your sister, your classmate, your workmate, your friend, your mother, your doctor, your mechanic, your hairdresser, your tailor. The Holy Spirit was sent to us by God the Father and Jesus Christ to continue their love sacrifice by living inside you to make us be like Christ, think like Christ, live like Christ, love like Christ, and through you and me, continue the love work of saving souls. That's why the Holy Spirit came. It's proven in the scripture. Acts 1.8. He said, you shall receive the power the Holy Spirit, and become what? Be a witness. That's the first thing. Be what? A witness. You shall not receive Holy Spirit power to go and make sanding bread, or to become a tailor, to become a doctor. The first thing and the first purpose for receiving the power of the Holy Spirit is for you to be a witness, to take the gospel. Priority first. God, the Father, God, the Son has never changed their mindset and their priority. And in Mark 1 verse 17, Jesus said, follow me. Follow me. And I will do what? Make you fishers of men. Clap for Jesus when he clap, 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 clap. When you follow Jesus, are you a follower of Jesus? The first orientation Jesus Christ made it clear that once you follow me, this is the business. This is my mandate. This is why I'm here. This is the kingdom. To all nations, this is the purpose of God. You are a doctor. You are, you are, you are, you are a businessman. You are a trader. Whoever you are, when you follow me, the first thing I make you to be, to do what? To fish for men. That's God's mindset. We don't have that mindset. Amen, somebody. 
we can see that God the Father, the Son, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and every believer are to have one mind to love, to seek, and save lost souls. The will of God is the mandate and mission of Jesus Christ. The will of God. The kingdom of God. That his kingdom should come to all nations. To all nations. That's God's will. That's God's main purpose. And once you are a follower of Jesus Christ, that is your orientation. That should be your mindset. Clap Jesus. Somebody clap for Jesus. Somebody. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, Paul said, God has through Jesus Christ reconciled us who were once his enemies in the works of our hearts unto himself and has given you and me the ministry of what? The ministry of what? Thank you. Wonderful sisters, not the ministry of choir, not the minister of song, not the minister of sound, not the minister of the security man, not the minister of, is the ministry of what? Reconciliation. What's the ministry for? It's what? Fishing for souls. That's what. We can see God's priority everywhere. It's about saving souls. The ministry of reconciliation. Really fishing for the lost sinners. The mindset of saving souls. That's the ministry of reconciliation. But we are not doing the work of soul winning because we do not have the mind of God. Which is love for all mankind. God hates sins, but he loves all sinners. But say amen. The second factor is the lack of compassion. Since we are Christians, we must be Christ-like. Christ's mission must be our mission. We must have the emotions that Jesus has for sinners. We must see sinners as how Jesus sees them. Jesus sees every sinner as lost, but still lost. He doesn't see them in, about their sinfulness. When Christ sees somebody that is not saved by him, he is not too mindful about their sin. He sees them as lost. Eternally lost. We see them as sinners, liars, prostitutes, thieves, juju sabbaths, Muslims, witches, wizards. But Jesus sees them as what? Lost. That these ones are lost forever. He sees them as hellbound. They are going to hellfire. I will pray a prayer. You might not like it. It will help us. I wish God can give us excursion to hell. Just excursion. Just go there. People like to go to, go to heaven for excursion. Go to hell. When you go to hell, Jesus knows what is in hell. When you go to hell, when you come back, you will witness even goat and sheep. When you see goat, you say, God, please accept Christ. You see, dog, please accept Christ. Because it's not where you wish your enemy to go, my brother, my sisters. 
the torment of hell, the suffer, the burning suffer of hell. Jesus tries to describe hell. He didn't say much about heaven. He said there are many mansions there, but he spends so much time to, de to describe what hell looks like. Torments forever. Worms eating people coming from their mouths. People yelling, crying, wailing in the deepest of darkness. Have you ever been to a bakery? Not this current one to use uh, um, uh, beautiful things. The real clay, sand bakery. If you go close to where they bring the bread from, the heat that comes from there. Have you asked a chicken how it feels when you barbecued? Barbecued chicken, yes. Just for, just for a few minutes, hours. If, if chicken can speak, it will tell you what they feel. We're talking about everlasting. And brother and sister, that's where that your friend, that your sister, that your mother you lost so much. That's your mother you love so much. I love my mother so much. Is she born again? I love my father so much. Is she born again? That's where she's likely to go. She's likely to go. That's why Jesus see them and, and he see them as lost forever. Until we see men as lost, we can't have compassion for them. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 36 to 38, Practically demonstrated the mindset of, of Christ. His emotions for soul. Matthew 9, 36 to 38. It says, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with what? With compassion. On them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, he said to his disciples, the harvest for souls truly is plenteous. But the laborers to harvest them a few. Pray therefore so that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into the harvest. Christ was making a prophetic and also a metaphoric statement. He said they fainted and they were, they were scattered abroad. Christ was looking. He said, lift up your eyes. He was looking at 2021. When the population on earth will be 8 billion people. Scattered abroad. Christ was looking at the hurting of the world. This world is hurting. This world, there's so much hurting in the world. People have issues and problems, sickness and disease, poverty all over the places. There's so much hurting. Marriage is having problems, all kinds of issues. It's a hurting wall. And this hurting wall of hurting people, of billions of hopeless, sin depraved, lost, unsaved humanity. Jesus says today. There's shortage of manpower. Because Jesus knew that in 2021, many of you will not go. In the time of Jesus Christ from history, there are about less than 1 billion people on earth. There are about 600 million people on earth this time. But Jesus saw today, he saw it, that there shall be about 8 billion people on earth by now. 
But there shall be no laborers, no soul investors. Why? Where's your compassion? Do you have any at all? Compassion is the emotional force of love. Except you have compassion for the lost, sin burdened, hell bound, hopeless sinners. You cannot have passion for soul winning. I'm telling the truth. You can't have passion for evangelism or for mission works. Never. No matter how much desire you have, no matter how many evangelism and mission sermons you heard, like you are hearing today, like you heard yesterday, like you are hearing throughout this month, no matter how many missions, outreach seminars you attend, yes, you attend so many, yes, if you don't have compassion, you can't take action. Clap, 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 clap. If you don't have compassion, you will have the desire. It will fade away. Many of you have the desires, but you can't put it into action. Why? Because there's no compassion. Amen, somebody. Everybody say after me, say no compassion, no passion. No passion, no action. No action, no souls will be won. Is that true? Factor number three, fear factor. Many Christians are afraid and even ashamed to witness Christ, to share their salvation experience, but never afraid to gossip and never afraid to discuss social, business, political, and other mundane things that take a lot of their time, money, and efforts. Fear is the police of the devil. It deprives you of assessing God's grace and blessings. It brings one's mind into bondage. But I say to you today, do not be afraid. You have been given the Holy Spirit of boldness, the spirit of love and assignment in Jesus' name. Whenever you have the desire and the urge to witness, don't think about your ability. Think about the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And we we'll see you through in Jesus' name. Amen. In Luke chapter 15, verse 4, Jesus said, Who among you, if you have 100 sheep and loses one of them, and will not leave the 99 and go for that one which is lost until you find it? That's the word there. Until you find that one. Everybody say, just one lost sheep. Say, one, just one lost sheep. Just one lost sheep, yes. There is a human angle for Christ's soul-saving business on earth. Christ has died vicariously for the salvation and redemption of all nations. Our own role is to take the good news to all mankind all over the world. That's our own. That's the human angle of it. This business is not made for angels. 
It's meant for you and me. And except you go, they will never hear nor believe Christ. They do not know. Because saving grace comes by hearing the gospel of Christ preached to people. Ever says saving grace. It comes by hearing the gospel of Christ preached to people. Amen. Jesus depends on you. He demands of you to go at all costs to bring one lost sheep in your family. One lost sheep in your workplace. One lost sheep in your class, in your school, amongst your friends, amongst your neighbor, your customers, your clients, in the village, your village, in the towns, outside Nigeria, inside that bus, inside that aircraft, inside that taxi you travel in. One lost sheep. He's not asking you for much. One, ever say one. Statistics say there are about 2.5 billion people professing Christianity today. And about 5.6 billion people about in and out in a small margin difference who are not yet saved. If we, who are 2.5, let's say 2, 2 million, 2 billion, are saved, really saved, and we go for just one, everybody say one. I wish a pastor would make this, this slogan for next year, 2022, just one, just one lost sheep. If we all here just go for just one lost sheep, we can't be here. Here can't be enough for us. Just one. Don't, don't, don't trouble yourself. Just one. I don't have time. I'm too busy. No wahala. No wahala. Just one. Between January and December. Just one. If you can make 20, wonderful. If you can make 100, wonderful. If you can make 1,000. You have to go to a crusade ground like me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. And Jesus said, he said, do not bother about the 99 sheep who are already saved. The 99 sheep are those who are already saved. They benefit from your time, from your service, from your money you spent in equipping them. After equipping them, they sit down. They don't go anywhere. You'll be rewarded for that. For every good work you do in the church. But your priority must be that one lost sheep. Clap for Jesus' money wherever you are. What gives you joy? We all enjoy something differently. Some of us, it could be a new car. You go to some people's house, garages, you'll be shocked. You think, you think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a car sales or a shop. They have two, two Lexus. They have five Range Rovers. They have these Christians. All covered with tarpaulin. That's their joy. It could be a new house. Could be a new dress, a new diamond, a new shoe, a new, a new acquisition, a new land, a new business deal. There are things that give us joy. Sometimes we rejoice with people who are rejoicing. It could be food. Or who is food? Amen, somebody. You don't be pounded yam and uh, goosey soup. Clap, 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 clap. Hallelujah. 
Sometimes it's relationships. You marry like me, like me, like me, like me. Just uh, married. Was, was a joyful experience. Amen. New baby born into our family. We rejoice. There are things we enjoy, and God wants us to enjoy His goodness. But I want to tell you, you all know this. All these joys, joy that we enjoy, these things we enjoy, they are temporal. They don't last forever. When they come, we rejoice, we enjoy, but they don't continue. That's why we always look, look we, we crave for more for them. We look for more. We look for new things. New things. Because they don't last. They are temporary. Some are even ephemeral. But there's one joy that you enjoy here, that you enjoy in heaven, that reverberates in heaven, it's called the joy of salvation. Clap, 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 wherever you are. It's the joy of salvation. That is the joy you enjoy here, you enjoy in heaven. It reverberates even in eternity. The joy of salvation. Amen, somebody. Jesus said in Luke 15, 7 and 10, he said, likewise, I said to you, there's a joy in heaven over one sinner that repents more than over 99 righteous persons who are already saved. One. There's a joy. One. The day you fish one man and bring the man, he repents and come to Christ. Listen carefully. Something happened. That joy is here. The man is joyful. You are joyful. Jesus said, heaven throws party. Are you? Can somebody imagine that? That's the only thing you do here on earth. That's the only thing you do here that makes heaven to throw party. Jesus said, for in verse 10, he said, even the angels they throw party. One. Everybody say one. Just one. Talk test if it is ten. And he said, who led them here? And they mentioned your name. How did they get here? They said, this man sent his money. How did they do this? You call your name. Do you know what it is? What makes heaven to rejoice? What makes angels to rejoice? It's not a car you buy. Or you send your children to, to, to San Francisco. To, to, you send your children to, 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 to Harvard University. That's not what brings joy. Or you build a house in Singapore. You have a house in Atlanta. That's what brings joy in heaven. All those things you, you are doing, doing for yourself. Yeah. They, they have no eternal value. You buy a car for yourself. You send your children to school. They have no eternal value. You enjoy them to yourself here. The things that have eternal value are the things you do to bring souls to Christ and to advance the kingdom and the charity you do to those who are outside you and your family. Most of us, we are tied down to self-life. Me, my wife, and my husband, and my children. May God deliver you in the name of Jesus. Can you sit down and say, I did something, yes, and heaven is rejoicing. And angels are rejoicing. And they mention your name. You sent your money. You gave your time. Why is it so? Because that's the greatest things God values on earth. The salvation of his soul. Amen, somebody. Not only joy, there's also great rewards for bringing and fishing for sinners. Christ himself says so. In John chapter 4, 35, 36, 
He said, both the reapers and the owner of the harvest, there's a wage. There's a wage. There's a, there's, there's a wage. There's a reward. As I said, 52 verse 7. He said, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, who announce the salvation. In Philippians 4 verse 1, Paul said to the Philippians, who God saved through his evangelism efforts. Those who God saved through him in, in, in Philippi. He said, you are my joy and you are my crown. There's a special crown for those who win souls. There's a special shoe for those who win souls. There's a special estate and mansion for those who win souls. That's why the only place in the Bible where God qualifies man as being wise, he say he who wins souls is what? Is wise. That's the first time God himself affirmed that a man is wise. Finally, brethren, let's reset. Let's repent of our sin. Let's turn our desires to win souls, to love actions and footwork. Let's be motivated by the fact that many souls will go to hell and suffer everlasting torment if we do not do the work of evangelists and fishing of men. Let's understand that if we do not win souls, we are hindering Christ's soul winning mission on earth. But this, I want to call for a commitment as you bow down your head at this moment. Let us reason together. We all are guilty of this in the amount of capacity, in the amount of grace that God has given to us. We are among those that Jesus said he should be prayed for for more laborers. My brother and sister, there are many ways you can reach out to people, spend your time. I just want to challenge you today to say, ah, Lord, I'm guilty of this, but I repent. Just one, between now and this time next year, just one soul that you can bring to Christ is something. Begin to ask God, say, Lord, I know, I have grace, I have mouth, I have my feet to walk, I have money. If I cannot go, I can send missionaries. I can help mission works. I can support works. Begin to pray. I call for this renewed commitment. Many of us have the desire. Put your desire into action as from today. At this moment, is anyone here or those who are watching us from uh, 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 the television, uh, from, um, uh, from, uh, from uh, um, uh, YouTube, uh, social media, and that you have, not, you have not given your life to Christ, you cannot fish for men unless you are saved by Christ. You cannot go to heaven unless your sins are forgiven and counseled. Jesus has made this possible for you to be forgiven. For all your sins and faults and failures, he has paid for them. If you accept him just this morning into your heart, and if you have done that, you can contact us in that script said forgive him and the number 
or through our medias. And God will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Can we appreciate him the more?